In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. When the Church celebrates one of the Patriarch, the departure of one of the Patriarch, usually we read the Gospel of uh, the Good Shepherd from the Gospel of John chapter 10. Because any uh, shepherd in the Church is learning and receiving the principles of being a shepherd from the Lord himself. So I like to reflect today about our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Trinity as our Good Shepherd. And many people experienced this in their life like David the prophet in Psalm 23, he said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want anything. If we reflect on God as the good shepherd, we find, number one, he created us from nothing, although we did not exist, and although he is not in need of our existence, but he created us. <coughs> he created us simply because he loved us. <coughs> in his foreknowledge, he foreknew that the man would rebel against him. Also, he foreknew that the angels will rebel against him, <coughs> the fallen angels. But in spite of this, because God is love, and because of his love, he desire to exist with the beloved, and desire to have his beloved to participate in his glory. It's like when parents uh, after they get married, they want actually to have children. Although children are responsibility, children uh, sometimes they give hard time to their parents. So in spite of this, actually they uh, like to have children and make an effort to raise them as good children. And if, if we ask any parent, why you decide to have children, the answer is love. They loved their children even before they were born, even before they were existed. In the same way, God loved us even before our existence, and although he doesn't need our existence with him. And after he created us, and we rebelled against him, and we followed Satan by our own will, God did not say, let them perish. I did my part. I created them. I put them in garden. I made them not in need of anything. But they rebelled against me, disobeyed me, followed Satan, let them perish. Although uh, by our own will we rebelled against him, he made a plan for our salvation. And this plan actually was very difficult on him. 
Meaning, in order to save us, he actually took our humanity and became man and suffered and at the end shed his blood on the cross and died. And he carried our sins. As St. Paul said, he became a sin and became curse in order to redeem us from the punishment of sin and from the curse of sin. And he made the angels servant to us. As St. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 1 about the angels, they are ministers to serve the children of men. So actually God made the angels responsible of our service. And he appointed like a guardian angel for each one of us. God is a good shepherd. And during his incarnation, he revealed to us many, many mysteries. He revealed to us the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. He revealed to us mysteries about the Father. He revealed to us mysteries about the Holy Trinity. And when he found that the disciples cannot bear any more to hear more mysteries, he told them, after I depart and leave you, I will send you the Holy Spirit to teach you, to comfort you, to support you, to guide you, to enlighten you, to be with you, to convict you. So always, always he is watching over us. Always, always he is taking good care of us. And he elevated us to a such status that we never imagined. He made us one with him, one with him. And there are many disputes about the theologian regarding the interpretation of some verses. For example, when St. Peter said he made us partakers of the divine nature. Actually, there are many disputes about what this means, partakers of the divine nature. The fact that there is dispute means this a mystery beyond our comprehension. That's why we cannot understand what does it mean to be partakers in the of the divine nature. That's why some people say the interpretation means so and so. Other people say no, it doesn't mean so and so. And regarding the dispute, regardless of the dispute, but this means it's a gift above and beyond our comprehension. Because if it's easy to comprehend, there wouldn't be any uh, dispute about it. And there are some verses until now we read it, but we definitely don't understand it. Like when the Lord in the book of Revelation said, he who overcomes, I will make him seated with me in my throne. Who can interpret this verse? What does it mean to be seated 
with him in his throne and will have authority like the authority of the son. Who can understand all these verses? It's beyond our comprehension. But means that God actually, in his love toward us, he gave us many, many gifts that are very, very difficult for us even to comprehend and to understand. That's why St. John said, we don't know how we would look like in the eternal life. But we know that will be similar to him. But similar to him, what does it mean similar to him? He said, I don't know. St. Paul said, now we are looking like in a mirror. We don't know. Until he comes, then things will be revealed to us. So think about all these privileges and all these promises that God, out of his love, as the good shepherd, he promised us and he gave to us. Also, he made the way of godliness easy to us. Although he told us the gate is narrow and the road is difficult, but he made it easy for us by being with us during this journey, but being with us while we are entering through the narrow gate and while we walking through the difficult way. That's why he told us, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Just carry my burden and take my yoke and you will be saved. God gave us in baptism the grace of sonship. And he made us his children and gave us his righteousness as a free gift. And in the sacrament of chrismation, he gave us the Holy Spirit to abide in us. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abiding in you. And then he told us, even if your white garment get spotted or get defiled, all what you need is to offer repentance and you will be forgiven. And my blood on the altar will wash you completely again and you will be perfect. You will be purified. For how many times, God, I can repent and confess? Is it hundred times? Is it one thousand times? Is it one million times? He told us no. Any time you will come with sincere repentance, I will accept you, regardless how many times. Can it be easier than this? No, it cannot be easier than this. God is telling us, I know you are weak as human being. As long as you are sincere and genuine and you come to me repenting, I will forgive you and I will wash you and I will make you pure again. And after his ascension, he did not only send us the Holy Spirit, but through the Holy Spirit, he established the church. 
the assembly of the believers to be members of one body, the body of Christ. And he appoints some of us to be shepherds, to follow his style of leadership. And he made the shepherd accountable to him. And he guided them by his Holy Spirit in their ministry. And he appointed the shepherd to watch over the flock. And he taught the shepherd a very important lesson. Not to lord it over them, but to wash the feet of the people. And he set an example to us by washing the feet of the disciples. Also, he gave us the Holy Scripture and to guide us, to be lamp, to enlighten our way and to answer our question and to know who are we in the Lord Jesus Christ, how privileged we are in him and to know about the uh, promises that he gave us for free. Also to learn from many characters in the scripture how they were weak like us and fell in many sins like us. But God in his loving kindness and in his compassion, he led them to repentance and he forgave them. And now actually we ask their prayers and intercession to learn how God turned the punishment into salvation and the pain and suffering into glory. So God give us everything we want and everything we need. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even if I walk in the valley of, of shadow of death, I will not be afraid because you are with me. So when the Lord said today, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for his flock, he is indeed our good shepherd. And I want every one of us to experience this in your personal life. How the Lord is your own personal good shepherd. To be able to say like David, yes, indeed, the Lord is my shepherd. So it will be an experience, not because you heard about him or you read it in Psalm 23 or you read it in John chapter 10, but it is a personal experience that the Lord is your shepherd. So let us ask God to give us uh, that each one of us experience this in our life. The Lord is my shepherd. Then all of us we will say, and we don't need anything in our life because with him we, we don't need anything. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.